Welcome to the Mothers You Know podcast. Thank you for being here. This is a place where we as women remember the spirit God gave us. We know how much we matter and we believe all things are possible to them that believe on this Savior Jesus Christ. Here at Mothers You Know, we support the parents of young men in the Sons of Healman and young women in the Daughters of Light programs at Life Changing Services. These programs provide therapeutic and mentoring services for youth struggling with depression, anxiety, self-harm, pornography, and any other unwanted or difficult behaviors. We offer parent support, training, and resources for mothers and fathers seeking the best way to support their loved one. Any mother is welcome to join in the Mothers Who Know classes support and training. You do not need to have a child in life-changing services to join in. We hope you'll join us. I am Karen Broadhead. I serve as the director of Mothers You Know, and I serve as the parent support specialist at life-changing services. I invite you to join with me and other mothers from across the country in our Warrior Mothers Who Know online support and training group. If you have a child struggling with pornography, depression, anxiety, or other difficult behaviors, you will find a safe and uplifting place to learn from other moms and learn principles and strategies to best support your loved one. Please go to motherswhoknow.org to find the online meeting details. We talk about difficult things here with the intent to shine light in dark corners and to eliminate isolation and shame. We are mothers with warrior hearts who are raising the warriors of this generation. We know we must learn to fight well for ourselves first, then we can confidently support and cheer on our loved ones in the best ways. Okay, good morning, ladies. Welcome to Mom Power. Thanks for being here today. It's a beautiful day and so grateful to be with you. Okay, ladies, thank you so much for being here this morning. It's so good to see you ladies that are on camera. Thanks so much for being on camera. Let's check in this morning just with a, yeah. Last week, I asked you to share with some courageous vulnerability, some of the negative thoughts that you might experience in your mind. And boy, I really appreciated your help with that. And um, today, if I were to ask you to put something in the chat that you absolutely know is true, despite the hard things in your life, what would you say? So that's the check-in today. All right. So really the ultimate goal of this lesson and the reason I said, let's do it again, because we didn't really hit on just how vitally important it is for us to recognize that one of our great victories in life is to know that Jesus Christ is our champion. That he has claimed our victory no matter what is going on inside us or around us. And that there is an art or a skill to remembering that. And the first place that he will try to separate us from that remembering, from that knowledge, is in a place that he's highly aware of, that humans, he knows that everything that we behave, our behavior comes from this place. He knows that our 
creating the things we're able to create comes from this place. He knows that our personal confidence comes from this place. He also knows that our intentions to continue pressing forward start in this place. And it's a place of our thoughts. He knows that. And if he's going to try to separate all of the other covenant keeping women here on this Zoom meeting, as well as so many more who have the knowledge of him, of Jesus Christ, right? If he knows, the thing I want is to separate her, Karen, that covenant woman, from the remembrance of Jesus Christ and that power is available to her personally in her life to cast him out of her and so I'm going to try, I don't know if I said that right there, because I'm thinking too many things at the same time. So I'm going to start over in case I said that wrong. He'll do everything he can through our thoughts because it's like, it's like where the key is starting. He'll start it right there because he knows once the, once that's ignited, once I can influence her thoughts and create this doubt, distraction, discouragement, this defeated feeling, this, yeah, just weariness, misery, and the pain of life. And if she focuses on those thoughts, they will grow her strong feelings. And that will become something that's like a story in her life. And she'll literally create neuropathways that support lines of thought. That's really scary to know that we have an enemy who has the ability to influence our thoughts um, and steal our divine identity, our truth, so that it separates us from our belief that Jesus Christ can come help us personally in a moment through his atonement. And so that's why this lesson is so vital to our success. And I just wanted to share a screen with you for a minute here. Let me just see if I do this, if it will go to the next one that's in the line. Or will it go there? Nope, it will not. Okay. Good to know. Okay, here we go. Okay, our motto in Mothers Who Know, and you'll hear it a lot in this course is stay by the tree. And the reason that's our motto, I can't even remember specifically what I was talking about, but I do remember sitting right here in this spot, in this same chair, looking at this monitor and feeling so strongly that stay by the tree is like a battle cry that crushes Satan's head because it's I am his i'm jesus christ's daughter i'm tethered to him through my covenants i know who he is in heavenly father's plan for me and the people that i love i also know that i can call upon his power to save me when i'm feeling like i'm going down to the gulf of misery and endless woe that Satan invites me to go in. I know he can do that for me, but it takes my awareness 
and my agency to do that. And the thing that ignites agency or allows it is our personal awareness. So this lesson is about that awareness of the thoughts in our head, because what we want um, is Jesus Christ. And so just like in the, oh, the tree of life vision in first Nephi, when we learn about the symbolism in that dream, it's so much of it correlates to our very lives every day. And the stay by the tree is the whole take the actions in the wilderness that is called life and where we're surrounded by many distractions, just like in that dream, have the awareness of where you're at in the wilderness, who's trying to influence you, where the iron rod is, how to hold on to it or stay close to it, because it will always lead you back to the Savior. And when you're with the Savior, there's nothing more delicious. And don't we want to chase delicious? We just want to chase it. We need it so bad. We need our Savior. In the things that we're feeling like, sometimes, I know in my life lately, I felt like it's as if I'm being force-fed food I do not like because of the circumstances in my life that I have no control over and the things that are happening that I'm feeling like I have to eat this because it is, it's here, right? But I don't have to let this affect me. I don't have to sit and ruminate on it, taste it and think about how awful it is. I know where delicious is and that's huge for us to chase what is delicious and stay by the tree. So this lesson, um, yeah, our goal is to stand with and for our Savior and champion Jesus Christ to support his great work. And we are the perfect people to do it because nothing is aligned more with his work to bring to pass people's success than a mom. Women are so aligned with that goal that Heavenly Father has, because that's what drives us. And I bet you've noticed, like, there's this thing that I do, I want to rescue people all the time. Or there's this thing I do, I just want to control everything all the time. <laughs> right? A lot of that comes from that strength that we have being set toward an overuse pattern where it becomes a liability. Don't quite understand where the line is between how do I be edifyingly influential here? Uh, or how do I just make sure everybody gets saved? Because we can't do that, but we do support his work. It's such a big deal. And this is such a powerful quote by President Uchtdorf when he says, we are truly daughters of the Most High and are endowed with unspeakable potential. We are not designed to, we are designed to soar freely through the heavens. We are not meant to be shackled to the earth, imprisoned in straitjackets of our own making. And I would just say, when you're not aware of 
how much your thoughts influence your life and how your life feels and what is how you're interpreting what's going on and what your brain does to just really hold on to thoughts that that sound that's scary that's hard i need to worry about that it's literally the science of the brain to do that but we can be imprisoned like in a straitjacket of our own making that we don't even know we're making if we don't watch and understand our thoughts that's a big deal so this lesson must stay in your truth knowing that jesus christ came to give us a life but not just that but to give it more abundantly is huge and in this same scripture john 10 10 he warns us of the thief he says the thief cometh not meaning the only reason satan comes the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy so when we're applying that those three things steal kill and destroy that he is trying to do to us that's really important to know that will steal us away from the abundant life that the savior has made possible for us to feel joy even in hard things if we don't understand how satan steals our truth through our thoughts we won't be able to claim this abundant life even though we have all the truths of the gospel of jesus christ and really nice moms and dads and we yeah we do okay we'll still feel like how come i just feel so miserable all the time how come this gospel isn't working for me a lot of that comes because we don't understand how to protect our mind how to notice our thoughts and so with that i'm going to go to this document so this is a downer and it's just a repeat from last week because i want you to notice what happens when we stay by the tree and what happens when we focus on hey what's the negative thought that i'm having and ruminate there so when i'm done reading this and actually i might ask someone else to read it let's see would you read it but before you do i just think it's such a vital thing to recognize that the feeling that this gives us is the feeling we will have when our truth is stolen like at the end of this when we're not quite in our truth and we'll notice as we read this i feel that way about all these women that's not true that's not true but for some reason in our own head it's true lots of these things and then we're going to read those things from the chat okay so i'm ready thank you okay what are negative thoughts you have frequently there is no solution i don't know what to do i'm a bad mom i enable my kids and won't be able to raise them maybe i haven't been hearing the lord's voice and maybe i haven't been receiving personal revelation Maybe God doesn't want good things for me and my family. Does my voice matter? You didn't know enough and your kids are ruined because of you. I am a failure. I hate myself and I hate being the mom. Every single day, this whole motherhood thing was a total lie. 
if I had known then what I know now, I never would have had kids. The ugly is too big. Evil is overpowering everything. I can't do this mothering. It's too hard. You're doing it wrong. Others have got it figured out and you don't. It's all downhill from here with your aging and health. You're ugly and old. Some lies I hear. Don't talk. Don't do anything. Just stay small. You don't matter or make a difference. I will always fall short and continuously be the not quite enough person. I will always be the still missing the things woman. Self-doubt. I need to do something if my children aren't happy. You aren't enough. I don't know. I don't want to cause pain or suffering on anyone else, especially those that I love. So I shouldn't point that unhealthy behavior out or hold them accountable for their actions. You can't handle this. It's too much. You don't have enough resources. No matter how hard I try to be a positive influence for my kids and build them, all they... Guess we don't have all of that one. It's okay. 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 To share privately, being told by non-member husband of 51 years that the only reason he has stayed is because I couldn't take care of myself and that no one else would have me. So I am, so I am telling myself it is not true. I hear you are of little um, value in, let's see, I hear you are of little value in the lives of others. You have nothing to offer and you cannot influence for good because you are too pushy. This is hard. Maybe you should give up. You don't have enough time. You're lazy. Your stomach is too flabby. You are annoying to your family. You keep regressing instead of progressing. Thank you so much. And thank you, ladies, again, for being courageously vulnerable last week and submitting that. Will two or three of you just share with me how that makes you feel? Where are you feeling it in your body? What is it? What are you doing? What's it doing to you hearing all that? So yucky and gross. It just made me feel disgusted with myself and with those thoughts. And, and a lot of them I've thought before. <laughs> Yeah. Can you relate to, we can relate. One of the reasons I wanted to do this is I want everybody to see that the things that they hear in their own head are also in everybody else's head. Because a lot of times we just think, oh my gosh, if anybody knew how weird I am in here, that would not be okay. But when we can see that Satan's not that creative in what he tries to tell people, pretty similar so yeah can I have two more of you share how does that make you feel to hear all of that it just makes me feel sad because so many of those I have just felt this past couple weeks and it's just I just have to sit and tell myself no Satan get out of my head get out of my head and some days it's harder yeah to do that than other days and I have to just say, no, I am worth more than what you're telling me. I don't believe it. And mm -hmm. so anyway, yeah, it just makes me, yeah, sick to my stomach. Cause you yeah. say. I relate to that after last week when we read through this and then today again, I feel like I feel it in the same place in my stomach where I start feeling sick. I'm going to throw up. That's what I feel. 
is this awful in my stomach that is not okay one more how does that make you feel thank you i think for me it makes me feel suffocating it is just coming in when you see the movie where the walls start coming in and you're like i can't breathe just i just it's almost you feel that life coming out of you and not into you it's so good to notice how we feel when we hear negative thoughts it's critical for us to notice how we feel because often depending on who you are you'll notice a thought before you'll notice a feeling but a lot of us will just notice i'm feeling smothered i'm feeling isolated i'm feeling upset you know what i'm feeling really judgmental i'm feeling like I'm comparing myself to other people today. I'm feeling like, like depressed and like it's not worth it. I'm feeling like it just doesn't matter. All those things, I'm feeling those things. Whenever we are in a negative spiraling feeling that just holds on to us, we need to ask ourselves, what lies are happening in my thoughts? that are causing this feeling to happen to me. And the very next thing that's so glorious, that awareness that, remember I said before that a personal awareness of what's happening to us, how we're feeling, things we're thinking, that having that personal awareness actually ignites or allows us to then use our agency. And God honors agency and the Savior loves it when we repent. And the only thing repentance is, it's like big stuff, right? But it's been so neat over the years for me to understand that right here, as it applies to this training today, repentance is just whenever I'm feeling separated from my God, my truth, that light, it's just a separation that I'm feeling and that I can turn and repent with joy by, this is one tool, by saying what I know. And now, BJ, will you read those things? What do we know? So if you haven't put in the chat, you're welcome to if you didn't hear, but I ask you when we started today for a check-in, just put in the chat, what is it? that you know, despite your hard things, what do you know? Okay, BJ. Awesome. Yeah. If you haven't added yours and you want to, you can plug it in there real quick while I'm reading. So something was true, even though there, despite the hard things, I know that there is so much more going on than what I can see right now. It helps on hard days. I am a daughter of God. I know he loves me and that I'm not alone. I know I'm loved, cherished, and answered, daughter of God. I know that no matter how hard it is, that my Savior never leaves my side. Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ are aware of me and are there for me to provide peace, even when the circumstances don't change. I know my heavenly parents applaud my heart and my effort, even though my life and parenting might look like a failure to others. 
I love that truth. I know it will all end up just how it is supposed to, even if it looks like it won't right now. I know that when things like hearts and lives, etc., appear to be broken, nothing is ever broken. I am a beloved daughter of God, and he loves me. I have an elder brother, Jesus, who is my savior, and they know that I am what I am going through and are cheering me on. Let me see if there's any others that were added. I have gifts that are giving, given to me from Heavenly Father. I know I'm a daughter of God, and he really loves me. I know that he blesses me with wonderful sisters to help me along my journey of life. And I know that my Savior loves me no matter what. He loves my effort, and my mistakes are not so bad that the atonement can't cover them. God is real. I know this because I have seen his hand in my life. Thoughts have come to my mind that I know weren't mine. He has put love in my heart when I didn't know how to show it. He has given me peace and joy when I was least expecting to feel those things or thought that I couldn't. God knows and loves me. He is instrumental in my life and its course. He led me to a friend. And after I'd gone a really long time without feeling like I had a very close friend to open up to. I didn't start making real progress on my goals or testimony until I was able to connect with her and shine a light in dark places of my mind and heart. I have felt and still feel his spirit when I'm seeking to hear him. I would not have all these blessings in my life without the direction of the gospel. Jesus is my savior and is always right there waiting for me to open the door to his power every moment. I have asked for his help and felt strengthened in times of need. God is my loving heavenly father. Truth, right? Can you just feel the truth? Okay. How does that make you feel? <clears throat> Makes me feel hopeful. And like I said in my comment, anytime that I can... Um, hear a truth, even if it's something small, that's where the hope begins. And it's easier to get rid of a lie for me. So good. Yeah. How did that make you feel to hear that? Those... Hopeful and grateful. And know that it's truth. It's just enlightening to feel the, the glow of, of the truth and the... Uh, the realization that it is possible even for me. So good. Ah, so chasing delicious looks like speaking truth. Looks like thinking truth. Holding on to the iron rod isn't just, okay, I'll read my scriptures and say my prayers and go to church, take the sacrament. It's not just those things that we know look like little boxes that we can check. Literally holding to the iron rod and staying by the tree, being with the Savior, has so much to do with our personal awareness of what we're thinking, how we're feeling, and that we can chase delicious. We can get to the tree and eat something delicious rather than sit here and suck on dirt clods and rotten cake. 
yeah, I wanted to make a, a comment. When you put the picture up, the mother's who know picture, and the woman standing there with a piece of fruit in her hand, yeah, <clears throat> it came to my mind that a lot of times I have thought that when we're standing by the tree, we're with God, and then we're able to think better and not have those negative thoughts. But then today, when you put the picture up, I thought, oh my goodness, it's like I should be standing by the tree because then I can reach out and I can partake of a piece of fruit. And then when I feel, start having those negative thoughts that Satan's putting in my mind, I can reach out my hand again and partake of the fruit. So if I want to partake of the fruit, I will look at the scriptures and study the scriptures. If I want to partake of the fruit, I can listen to the words of the prophets. If I want to partake of the fruit, I can pray. So it's and for the first time, it came to me that I'm actually reaching out and partaking of a piece of fruit every time that I do something to connect with God. Mm. That's so awesome. Yes. Thanks for sharing that. So good. Sharing a screen again here. Many of you, the woman, her name's Judy Cooley, and she's painted this picture that a lot of us know her and familiar with. She came and learned all these principles that you're here learning. And we commissioned her to paint this, something that had to do with stay by the tree. And as she prayed about it and thought about it, and she submitted several different ideas to us about maybe what that would look like. Cause we were thinking, let's make it worth lots of women at the tree. Right. But then that just didn't feel right. And when she showed us the picture of the woman at the tree, that was better, but it wasn't until she said, okay, how about we know that we're going for one woman because we all have this personal battle to fight. Right. And yes, we're strengthened when we're together, but it's very individual, our relationship with Christ, as well as the attacks we get from the adversary, very personal, right? And me overcoming that is my responsibility or my field, right? And anyway, when she showed us the rod with her hand on the rod holding fruit, we were like, that's the one, that's the one. It felt so amazing when she showed us this what do you think of something like this and anyway she so i just wanted to share that with you ladies and you often will see that back here painted and you can also buy that picture in the life-changing services store i'm pretty sure it's in the mothers you know store it should be in the mothers who know store but i'm not certain but i know it's in the life-changing services store okay now i just think not every voice in your head is a trusted voice, right? And this, I just think is so important to hear President Nelson. Last week, I referred to his talk, The Power of Spiritual Momentum, that he gave in April 2022. So yeah, I just want us to listen to this because he says so many good things about how we need to identify and be aware of not every voice in your head is a trusted voice. And there's things that God has taught us that we can do about it. Here we go. You know what? I'm just realizing that I need to share that differently. Hang on. I got to stop sharing it because I'm not sharing. 
Am I, is, am I sharing the screen right now? Oh, that's right. I'm like, something's happening right now. Okay, hang on. I'm with you. Don't leave me. Just a minute. Okay. Share the screen. I'm going to share the sound and optimize the video. Then I'm going to share this. Okay. Now we're ready. Now we're ready for you. Okay. Be sure to start at the beginning. It's distinguishing between the truths of God and the counterfeits of Satan. This is why the Lord warned us to pray always that we may conquer Satan and escape the hands of the servants of Satan that do uphold his work. Moses provided an example of how to discern between God and Satan. When Satan came tempting Moses, he detected the deception because he had just had a face-to-face -face interaction with God. Moses quickly realized who Satan was and commanded him to depart. When Satan persisted, Moses knew how to call upon God for more help. Moses received divine strength and rebuked the evil one again, saying, Depart from me, Satan, for this one God only will I worship. We should follow that example. Cast Satan's influence out of your life. Please do not follow him down to his gulf of misery and endless woe. Okay, I'm going to stop it right there just for a second because uh, isn't that so wonderful that he taught us that, yeah, it was Moses's awareness and his increase in his knowledge that helped him to know how to call upon the power of Jesus Christ to cast Satan out. And the same is true for us. Okay, now I'm just going to finish what he had to say there. With frightening speed, a testimony that is not nourished daily by the good word of God can crumble. Thus, the antidote to Satan's scheme is clear. When he daily experiences worshiping the Lord and studying his gospel, I plead with you to let God prevail in your life. Give him a fair share of your time. As you do, notice what happens to your positive spiritual momentum. Oh, don't we just love him? So wonderful. All right, ladies, I want to know how has your awareness of... Wait, I forgot to show you one thing. I need to show you this right here. Okay, sharing a screen. Then I'm going to ask you that question. Okay, so... With this lesson comes this tool, and it's called the truth tool. Okay, and this is something that as I was pondering on just what can I do now that I know that I need to be more aware of my thoughts and that not every voice in my head is a trusted voice, like I'm, that's so liberating for me to know. It's such a great awareness to have. I feel so much better. <laughs> knowing that I have some power now to change this and that what's happening in my thoughts is creating 
how I feel about my life, how I feel about this heart, and that I have power to do something about that. And so I was reading a quote, and I forgot to pull it up before our class, but I was reading a quote by Elder Holland, and it's the one where he says, I don't like to talk about the adversary at all, but it's so important for us to know how who he is and how he works. And in this quote, he says that it makes Satan convulse when he hears, when he hears truth and redeeming light, that those two things will make him convulse. And I was in the mode of thinking, whatever I can do to stick it to that guy, I'm going to do. So it just really stood out to me. That's what I want to do. I want to crush him and say, this mind, this heart, this life is mine. And I, without knowing it, have given it over. And you have way too much power here. And I'm taking back my field. No more am I going to be pulled off my battlefield onto your gulf of misery and endless woe. I'm going to own my field. I'm going to do this. And so this, there's steps. Terminate the lie is T. So stay in your truth. This is the truth tool. So T stands for terminate the lie. So just be able to hear it. Start noticing what do my thoughts sound like? Oh, anything? Yeah, that doesn't sound kind or patient or compassionate or understanding or empowering or encouraging. That is not true. It's not true. And then restoring the truth has a lot to do with understanding. If I want to re reroute this pathway in my brain that always goes to these kind of lies, then I need to tell my brain that I love what's true. I'm going to restore it. So I'm going to say even the very opposite of the lie. And if you can come up with three truths, but just doing that won't do the trick. You won't be crushing Satan or casting him out until you unite with God and the power of Jesus Christ to help us to overcome the adversary. And speaking what we know, speaking who God is, using scriptures that we quote or singing songs, those kinds of things, huge. Uniting with God is part of the truth tool and bringing the spirit into that battle. And then using our body, the weapon that the adversary does not have, is the last step. Because when we take action that helps us to ignite a different chemistry in our body, because thoughts create feelings that's a chemical reaction in our brain and body. Um, if I want that to shift, then I bring, I have awareness of the lie, I restore the truth, but I bring Jesus Christ into the battle. Through him, I can do all things. Through him, I'm not a dumb person. Like, I, I that is not my truth. Like, saying, even though it might be something we don't believe, saying that through Jesus Christ, this is true. Because all things are possible with him. 
and then using our body to connect with ourselves, with our God and with other people, huge. Okay, now for my question. I'd love for you to just share anything that's on your heart about the truth tool, about this lesson, but specifically, here's a question for you if you're thinking, I'm not sure what I want to share about this, but I welcome you to share whatever you would like to share, because some of you have been working at this for some time, and it's just good to hear. But how have you noticed your momentum in your life, spiritual momentum, any kind of momentum, forward momentum in your life, increase because of your awareness of your thoughts and that the adversary can influence them. How has your momentum in life increased because of that? Karen, I wanted to share that initially in the beginning of the lesson when you had, had, I think it was read that list of all the negative thoughts, And then you asked how we were feeling. I was thinking to myself, I'm feeling annoyed that I wasted so much time letting Satan control my mind and and just not move forward because I let him do that. Um, So I wasn't thinking, I wasn't feeling sad about them, even though I remember feeling sad about those thoughts. Um, My thought was, why did I allow him to have so much power? And that's frustrating that I did that. And then also I was questioning my mind why I wasn't more upset about those cruel thoughts. But I realized it's because I'm not always the best at getting out of a negative spin, but I'm getting better at it to where it doesn't have to last for days. Mm-hmm. And there doesn't have to be a change of circumstance for me to get better. And so I, I feel like for me, I'm not like the best at doing the truth tool, like going to do this, mm-hmm. but I do think I have my pattern of when I feel really down, then I know I need to go and get myself some music that's going to shift my brain chemistry. Mm-hmm. And I also need to do little things like, write down in my phone, all the tiny little things I do. So I know I'm not a worthless person and I need to just think of heavenly father and reach out to him just in my mind. If I don't have time to sit down and and pray. So I know of these little things I can do. So I don't have to get stuck so long. So I just am grateful to have had all this time to to continually practice it because even though the whole point in me coming to these lessons was one reason that reason has changed multiple times but i continue to learn that satan is going to use the same cruel words to my brain no matter the circumstance and if i can just learn how to shift quicker back to looking towards christ and partaking of his fruit then I don't have to stay stuck for so long. That's awesome. That's a lot of momentum increasing. Thank you. Okay. You're on, then BJ, then Jen. I think for me, the truth tool has helped me to understand the atonement. Because if you're in an environment 
where you're constantly hearing you're not enough, you're too loud, you're here's all your flaws, and that Satan has made those liabilities, which I've learned. I'm really able to focus on turning to my Heavenly Father, and He will tell me what I need to change. That contention has shifted for me because sometimes the lies are true, right? Like, Randy, you really messed that up. I'm like, yeah. Yep, but I have the atonement and it's really helped me to get to stop being bombarded by all of that, where I can focus on this is my circumstances, saying my circumstances have not really changed, which I was really hoping for. But but I have shifted enough that the circumstances don't influence me, which is also helping other people to react differently because I have changed how I react to them. And it's super hard to explain. And it's been slow, but it's been a tiny line upon line with this truth tool that even God does not want me to be contentious. So when I feel that roar, I go, I'm not going to roar. <laughs> like, little by little has softened me in ways that I really needed. And, and it's been slow. I've been at this a couple of years and I come every Tuesday. So I think that's it. Mm, thank you so much, Miranda. And yeah. It's big. It's big to notice these are really smart women that really care about really important things, like all of us. And so for someone who's just a really smart woman caring about really important things to think, I this battle is real on a daily basis. It's taken me a while to figure this out, but just the awareness of it, huge, so huge. Um, to consider, I'm in the gulf of misery and endless woe. Do I have any choices here? Vague. Okay, BJ, then Jen. Yeah, I love this. I love this principle and this truth. And I feel like sometimes when we speak our truths or we hear them, sometimes we even question, are we just trying to be gullible and hopeful to hope that they're true? But I just feel like um, they are true. It's not, yeah, it's not us just wishful thinking. And it, I love the way that they feel. And it's just neat to think we really can bank on those and they are amazing. They almost are good, too good to be true, but they are true. <laughs> those truths that we listed. And I, one thing, one thing that I just wanted to, that's on my heart is that we do have circumstances that, and they do bring feelings and that our feelings are okay to acknowledge that was discouraging. That didn't turn out the way I planned. I am disappointed in it. And, but then there's so much power in that our thoughts really are up for grabs if we're aware of them. And I just was thinking today, because this is a circumstance that's new, I had a lot of work done with my teeth. And yesterday I had to have, because I'm having some bone loss and my implants and the bone graft isn't working that well, I had to have the implants taken back out. And so I've got a retainer in my mouth right now. Yesterday I had them taken back out and I had to have a retainer in my mouth and had to go back to the, I don't have teeth. I'm going to take my retainer out so you can see my smile. <laughs> Here's my smile without my teeth. <laughs> There's a lot of spit in there. <laughs> I love it. I, I just, 
as I thought about that, that my, my teeth gone, this is it's a pain. This isn't fair. This, this is ugly. This, all of those things that try and swarm are just thoughts. And this morning, as I was talking to my husband about it, I just, I was just saying there are, this is really a beautiful opportunity. It really is. It adds a little depth to my understanding and my empathy as people struggle with teeth or whatever else that didn't feel like it was. And it's okay to get to experience that, what it feels like to have your teeth missing in the front or have not be able to eat very well. I can't eat with this retainer and I have to take it out. And anyway, I just feel that's a blessing to have that experience. I'm grateful to, to sit in that. It's not comfortable. Sometimes it's painful. So all of that's real too. And all of that's true too. But just me changing my thoughts about that, you know what? It's okay. We can move through this. And just by changing my thought about it. And so anyway, I'm probably going to have to try and rearrange that thought several times a day. And that's okay too. But I, I think it's so powerful and I'm so grateful. I feel different. If I'm thinking different, mm-hmm. I don't feel all bummed and discouraged. I, so I love the idea of our thoughts and how powerful they can be. So anyway, thanks for teaching them. And I'm learning a little bit at a time and it's helping me. Mm, thank you, BJ. Wow. That was a gift that you just gave us. Yeah, so good. Okay, and then I'm going to come right after. Man, I could just say amen to what all these ladies have shared because those were, I, I just wholeheartedly agree. But for me, I would add truth tool. The small things become the great things in your life because it seems really tiny, right? To change a thought, like it's just there. And then it's, you know what I mean? But it, for me was huge. It was key that started everything good and every piece of momentum because it connects, like Miranda said to the atonement, because I did not that when I was letting those thoughts stay and thinking them and believing them, I was actually the one blocking myself from feeling the love of the Lord because he was trying, he was there the whole time trying to help me feel his love, right? He loves all of us. He's with us all the time. And that's the truth we know, but I just didn't take, I didn't have my power, right? I was not taking my power back. Like these, these ladies have shared that the knowing you're in control of that more helps you take your power back. And so it really was everything for me in, and it links all these pieces because it was my self-care because I did not realize like the negative way I was speaking to myself and not feeling the savior's love. You can't, you're not taking care of yourself when you're not speaking kindly in the way the Lord would. And I never connected that piece of that to that is self-care at the number one, right? Because then everything changes. Nothing has to change around you, but you change and you have this power and you have this hope back like they have shared. So I just wanted to testify that this for me, that how powerful truth is, that it is truth and it's not going to change. So we can bring that light and bring that love and that power into our lives by being 
fighting that, like that's where it, it really ignited my warrior chemistry about this. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, you feel that love. And it makes you want to fight all the harder and it does take practice, but just keep at it because every time you do, you're increasing the light in your life and you're decreasing the darkness of Satan. So this is super powerful. And it really does. Like Kathy said, when you grab onto truth, it starts your hope back. And that's the life changing in our circumstance. We don't have to change, but that. So I am so grateful for these things because it really has been life-changing for me. I'm so grateful you girls are sharing. Thank you so much. I'm glad that you're going to share with us. I'll let you go next and then we'll go to... Okay, thank you. And mine's pretty brief. I just, one of the things I was thinking of, and I think we learned this in a a Mothers Who Know class um, last year, that um, as we state a truth, if we can add with Christ or through Christ, it, it becomes more believable and more powerful. Yeah. And so I've been practicing that more and it really does help, especially with those statements where I'm like, no, I'm not good enough. But then I can say with Christ, I am good enough. And that it just changes things. It really helps. And I wanted to ask if I may, when BJ was reading, the content, the screen didn't show up, what she was reading, or at least not on my phone. Maybe it did on others. And I was wondering if we could get a copy of that or if you could put it yeah. back up and I can take a quick screenshot, whatever. whatever. Actually, it was just in the chat. So all that she read, oh. she read out of the chat. But last week. I can find it in the chat. Yeah. The one that I had up earlier. BJ had compiled those from last week's chat. The one that I did share about all the negative thoughts. I, I don't say, want to just the positive. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, totally. But I just think we're definitely going to create another document just like that one that will, because I think it's so important for us to recognize that when you put the savior as the champion, the opponent of the things that we battle so hard with, it's like the savior in big capital letters, right? And then Satan in these little tiny letters. And so I just love having kind of a Satan versus the savior stuff. Cause I think we can start talking about Satan, this and that and this and that, and not testify enough of and speak enough truth about yes, but Jesus Christ, just like you mentioned, like I have power to be more, to think higher, to, to endure, to hold on, to feel this, whatever's happening right through him, I can do this. Thank you for that. Okay. Yeah. And this really helps me too, because I struggle with my mental illness all the time and some pretty dark thoughts enter the mind. Yeah. I'm grateful that you keep teaching this principle. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to have you here. I love the reminders of the lessons and being able to hear and benefit from, like you say, the truth tool, what Jen was saying right now, what I um, was saying, it's so amazing how when we can change, learn to change that perspective, it helps us to get out of that dark place so much quicker. And, and what's been so amazing that, that I've noticed too 
is how quick my mind changes now and gets out of that negative thought. It's like, now it's almost a habit that happens. And because that's happening, because I've learned this and I remind myself of the truth, I'm a daughter of God. I am of infinite worth. I have royal birthright in me. I, and I remind myself those things and it, it allows me to share that with others and help remind them that they are those same things that they have that royalty and that they are amazing and that what we're experiencing and what we're, this is just stuff trying to keep us from feeling that happiness and joy. And recently I've been watching The Chosen and their new season. And as I watch that and I see how Jesus just, the way he just goes along with, with, talking and the joking and the banter that he has with even the apostles. And I see the women, the different battles that they each have. And it's neat to see that and resonate with each one at different points in my life that I've felt those kind of feelings, inadequacy. And like we judge ourselves at times based on, oh, we could be doing it like so-and-so, or we could, I wish I was that way. And, and there was one scene just recently where it wasn't until they really talked about the ones was feeling one way. And she says, I was found, I was, uh, she was found being a risque woman. And, and then the other one, she looked very royalty Uh, looking and she always wore um, this necklace and they would always talk about why don't you sell your necklace and that can help contribute and so the one was judging the other and finally the one with the necklace she showed her she took off her necklace and she explained and there was blood on the necklace and she said I carry my family with me and she said this blood is the necklace up from my mother who, who was killed and all of her family was. And then it gave that other Mary the, oh my gosh, okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. And it helped them. It was so neat then to see how when they united and talked, the truth was made known. And then there was peace and there was happiness amongst them. And they went together joyfully doing God's work. And that's what I notice is us coming together and talking about this tool. And that as we continue to share the truths that we know, it's power. And the power that is backed by the Savior, Jesus Christ, there's nothing that can compare to that. There's nothing that can beat that. And that is the power that I know I hold on to when, as I'm helping my aunt as well with her things, like last night, same difference. She was having, there was a lot of struggles and I just kept on testifying of truth to her and saying, you're not that other person. You are changed and the adversary is working so hard and telling you to react in these ways, but you are not that person. I know who you are. And it was so beautiful to feel the spirit and see and hear the calmness that would come in her voice. And we ended up, I helped her to go to sleep 
by telling her to keep her phone on speaker. And I placed my phone on my chest and I had it on speaker. And I said, I will lie with you right now. And I said, sleep on sleep. Yeah, I told her just sleep. I'll lie with you right now. And you're not alone. And I'm here with you. And she was able to sleep for several hours. And I slept little bits throughout that time period of the night. I, I probably caught about an hour and a half or so. But my heart was energized by hearing her little snores <laughs> because I knew that Heavenly Father allowed me to be the helper to the sister when many of you have been that helper to me. And that, like, I don't feel like I've gone without sleep. And then when it was, she slept almost four hours. And when she awoke, she said, <gasps> she goes, oh, yeah, she woke up scared. And then she goes, are, are you there? And I said, yep, I'm right here. Yeah. And she said, oh my gosh, I can't believe I've slept this long. And I said, uh, you did. And I'm so happy you did, Thea. I'm so happy you rested. But the, these truth tools helped me to remember my truth, to help her to remember her truth and feel that peace to not go into the spin and pull her out. And so I am so grateful for mm. the fact that you continue to teach this and that we can learn every time we come. Mm -hmm. learn something over and over again so thank you thank you that's so awesome thanks for pointing out that as that this practice is so worth our effort and our time not just to reclaim our own divine identity and not allow the adversary to have so, so much space in the in our the stage of our mind right but to know that we have power to cast him out of our mind. But also, it creates miracles in our influence. When we can know how to do that for ourselves, because then how we affect people in our sphere of influence changes when we know how to care for ourselves and understand that really I loved the thought that was shared about frontline number one move is my thoughts are creating my reality. And I have to know that's the first place to battle because that's what affects my heart and how I feel and what I believe and how I'm going to respond and react and, and uh, how much what abundant life I'm going to be able to have in this moment or this circumstance or misery, right? I, it's amazing. Yeah, I was just going to share that um, one of the things that has helped me the very most in this area of trying to work in my field is I made my, one of my M squares on my mom power calendar, the my truth square. I um, write like a mini declaration every day. And I say many because it's usually four sentences long. So it doesn't take me a lot of time, but it helps me to, to think more clearly with my mind. And so because I do that nearly every single day, 
then when something happens that I can start to feel the negative thoughts coming, or for example, if I have a disagreement with my daughter and she likes to tell me that my beliefs in God are not true and things like that, then instead of me having to feel the feeling of hopelessness over uh, her not having gained a testimony, because that was like my number one goal, of course, as a mom, then I'm able to refocus my mind on really what my, my purpose is. And that is to be a disciple of Christ and allow other people agency. And because I have written many times in different declarations, things like, I know that it's God's work to save my kids, then it's easier for me to remember that is true. And it also has helped me. I know that when Karen has taught us about writing, writing down truths, we can't go from one thing to this really mm-hmm. lofty idea. Good. And so it's helped me a lot because instead of me going, oh, wow, I'm such a bad mom because I just had this big fight with my daughter, I'm able to say in my mind, I do make mistakes, but I'm not a horrible person. Like I can do little steps at a time easily. And it doesn't take a lot of um, time of staying in that place. So I just um, wanted to say that is one thing that has helped me is to write a mini declaration every day. And then it gets so much easier because you know, you're going to make mistakes. We're going to say things we shouldn't. And But even though we do that, then we can say, yep, I shouldn't have done that, but I know this and I'm going to keep striving to be better at this so that I don't do that instead of being stuck. That's powerful. Thank you. And thanks for pointing out doing things on purpose that create truth are such a great weapon of light in this area of changing our thoughts. Yeah. So good. BJ, I loved how you shared that our thoughts are up for grab. It's up for grab. While I'm experiencing my life, it's going to be hard every day because this is mortality. And we have been called to live on earth at this time when there's a lot of amazing going on and a lot of not so amazing going on right? And we're required to parent here, to have relationships with people here, to, and then isn't it just important for us to understand, like, my relationship with myself and how I care for myself in my circumstances, it's huge if I'm going to claim the life, the abundant life through the Savior that he wants to offer me. And not allow that thief to come and steal my confidence, right? Steal my identity, kill my confidence, and destroy my purpose, right? Because as soon as I lose my identity that I am somebody and I do matter, even if I need to do said, through Jesus Christ, I am this, right? Because initially, we might not even believe the nice things we say about ourselves because we've been marinating in thoughts that don't sound very kind for so long. 
And it is a process. And I love that you pointed out that it's got to be something believable in order for your brain to buy the thought. If you just are thinking, I'm a terrible person, and the next thing you say is, I'm completely awesome all the time. That's not gonna do a lot of help. It might change an energy for a minute, but it's not gonna do anything because your brain doesn't believe it. So it's so important to, to be like a parent to yourself. I have to be really self-compassionate I have to take care of the me that's in here. Like I would be kind to a sweet child that I just adore. That was a huge realization to me when I recognized that if I'm going to be able to really snuff all of this thought more out in my life, because it's not going to go away, but if I'm going to be better at this. It has to be really compassionate and understanding. Of course you would be feeling mad at them right now. Of course you're feeling mad at them right now. Of course your brain would go to, we're not safe, we need to hurt them. Right? Your brain would be saying that. This is not safe and my job is to keep us safe because nobody gets to die in this body. Right? That's my brain's job. So if somebody's coming at me in any way whether it's emotionally or maybe the behavior they're having isn't safe, then my brain will have alarms go off that say things like, I'm super mad at them. I want to hurt them, right? I want to run away from them. I'm not going to be by them ever, right? Um, but because part of mortality is, gosh, I have to love you. I'm supposed to figure out how to love you. I have to love me. I have to follow Jesus Christ. I've covenanted to do that. This lesson provides a way for us to do that. And I invite you to consider doing it very compassionately and kindly and understandingly as you would a little child when you're thinking about Hello self, how can I help you right now? I notice you're having a really big reaction, right? Because that will open you up to a new thought that's believable um, faster than saying, I can't feel these feelings, they're not nice feelings. If I do that, I'm having those evil lady feelings again where I want to hurt people. I don't have those feelings. No, I don't. That kind of thing if that's the way we're taking care of this space it doesn't work as good but if we treat it like we would just came on camera and she has the sweetest most beautiful little children and i'm sure she has to say over and over again and she probably tries to use her nice voice when she does it and it probably doesn't always work to use her nice voice because she's a human but i'm sure she's realized this is how I want to take care of this space with you so that we have a better outcome, so that we grow into something better. And if we don't know how to do that with ourselves, it's wonderful to understand the power of self-compassion. And uh, it also increases our compassion for other people in their own battles. Thanks, everybody.
All right. I sure love you. I'm so grateful for the spirit that's been here. And thanks for all your help today, everybody. See you next time. Thank you for being with us today, Warrior Moms. I invite you to make a donation at the top of our website, mothersyouknow.org. Any amount you can afford today will help us keep Mothers Who Know services free for all moms. Thank you so much for your generosity. Moms, remember your divine identity and great worth. Continue in your courageous efforts to support God's great work. Notice the miracles you see every day, the evidence of the Savior's love and mercy. Find the message in your message. Reach out and share the principles you learn in Mothers You Know with other mothers. You are God's secret weapon for good in this world. Finally, a few pieces of information for you. I recommend a few other podcast channels to listen to. Like Dragons Do They Fight podcast, that includes interviews and stories with those that have struggled and overcome something in their life. And the Eternal Warriors podcast, hosted by two YSAA young men who share their story, teach valuable lessons, and interview special guests. You can follow us on our social media pages on Facebook under MothersYouKnow.lcs or search for Mothers You Know, and on Instagram, username at Mothers underscore who know. Last, if you would like additional support and training, please go to mompowertraining.com to sign up for the next eight-week mom power training class for all moms. You can also go to the Mothers Who Know website at mothersyouknow.org or our parent company, Life Changing Services at lifechangingservices.org to learn more about our excellent services to support you and your loved ones. Thank you so much for listening today. Please feel free to email me anytime with questions or to set up a complimentary 30-minute appointment to visit. Please email me at mothersyouknow at lifechangingservices.org. Looking forward to hearing from you amazing moms. See you next time.